Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Real Metaphysical Talk. I am your host, Joan, and I am ready for yet another conversation with you all. Thank you for joining me today. This week, today, Thursday, another Thursday, May 7th, the first Thursday in this wonderful month of May, and here we are, we've had a few things happen, full moon just passed us by, I'm sure we're all feeling that energy still, some of us now, some of us earlier in the week, some of us continuing to feel that ever-present, powerful, crazy energy of the moon. This week's topic, we're talking about soul connection, and I have some stories tell you. First of all, I want to thank all of those listeners that have stopped by. This past weekend, I was at an event called Admo in Akron, Ohio. It is, its tagline is Emporium of the Weird. And let me tell you, it seems odd, obviously, Admo, to talk about it, but I want to say it, it was a celebration of uniqueness. It allowed people to be themselves, to be who they are, and to search for like-minded people, to connect with like-minded people, and to find not only items, crafts, and and I don't want to say crafts, but also um, things that are handmade, handmade items. Um, by vendors, by you and I, people like you and I, things that were presented. Some may have been a little twisted or odd or different, something different from the norm. But these were, most items were handmade and crafted. There were several levels. There had to be over 200 vendors. That also includes comic books and things of the nature along, well, things of the nature of uh, heroes and um, movies and, and more uh, commercial items. There were vendors for essential oils. There were vendors for um, hats, crocheted items, beaded items. But the beaded items, that was not just jewelry, but items that were where tiny beads were made into pictures or um, people using polymer clay to make dragon eye necklaces. I saw metaphysical stores selling things like Palo or Santo Paulo, which is a wood from South America that is used in cleansing, just like an incense. And it does have somewhat of a sweet smell um, with a slight frankincense smell to it. Yes, I could get one. I do want to say that, and I am planning on using it soon. Cannot wait to experience the energy from that cleansing. Also, there were many vendors with, um, like I said, twisted ideas, where there were things called terror tots, dolls that were made into um, little zombie babies, things of that nature. Now, why am I talking about this? Why? Because I was there celebrating our uniqueness, celebrating individuality. And uh, I did 
offer readings to those who mentioned real metaphysical advice. I had a sign up, and I was able to help those in need. And again, thank you for stopping by the booth. Another thing that I found after talking to and meeting new people and connecting was that we were brought together for a reason. Yes, this kind of ties into what I'm talking about today with soul connections. There was another vendor that I started to speak to. We started talking about metaphysical stuff. You know, things like um, the Long Island Medium or at her reading. She She recently had a show in the area. Also, talking about getting messages from the other side. Talking with our deceased loved ones. Knowing that they're around us. And... During the conversation, now, mind you, we had been talking for quite some time. We did not even share our names. But in the process, we did finally um, introduce ourselves and found that our each other's name was uh, meant something. It was a message from someone from the other side. The other person was my, had my grandmother's name, shared my grandmother's name, whom I was very close to. And myself shared, I have the name of a mother who had passed away, um, um, the woman's friend's mother, whom she was just speaking about. So it was nice to connect and know that we actually were sending and receiving messages for each other, but then also to discuss what's going on in our lives and how we are connecting to one another. Now, why is this important? Because technically, she's bringing me messages. She could be a part of my soul family. She could be a part of some intergalactic, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh dimensional messaging system. We don't know why we do the things we do, but yet we choose to do them. We have this gut feeling. I've talked about the gut feeling before. And we go about our day, and we decide, well, yeah, no, this feels good to me. I'm, I'm, I have to do this. I have to go this way. I have to talk to this person. I have to connect with this person. And we find that we are comfortable. Things are very easy. The ego is not in place. And the ego can actually draw away from a situation or, or, or um, scenario. Because if the ego gets involved, we're definitely, there's there's no connection. But knowing that it's the connection is easy, you don't make commentary afterwards, during, or you don't have thoughts, negative thoughts, that is a soul connection. Whether it be a clan, a family, there's different um, levels, and I'll get to that in a minute. But I wanted to say, talk about this because it wasn't until afterwards that I thought, wow, you know, here I talk about this every week connecting with other people, sharing what we know, learning. I want you to share the information that you hear. I want you to share the information that you know. By doing that, you can share on my Facebook page at Real Metaphysical Talk. Search Facebook for Real Metaphysical Talk and hit the like button. And feel free to connect with others who also like. And if not, you could follow along on Blog Talk Radio and be a follower of the show. So... As part of our conversations, we found that we had a few things in common. We were able to learn and share with each other. And we'll be attending the next show in October and November. But while I was there, I did just a little bit of shopping. took about five or ten minutes and kind of 
ran around one little section and found a metaphysical store from the area, one that I don't, I've never been to, but was able to get a brand new stone that I want to brag about. The stone is actually bismuth. Bismuth, the, um, can't even begin to tell you, this <laughs> bismuth is, yes, on the periodic table of elements. Bismuth, it does have healing properties, believe it or not. And what happened is as I was looking at this woman's table, beautiful quartz crystals, beautiful pieces of amethyst, beautiful pieces of agate, along with, of course, the Santo Paulo and some incense. But this stone, to me, the one I chose, was it's rainbow-colored, and it looked like a little tiny staircase, like on an Aztec, like a, as an Az, at an Aztec ruins. Um, I, I, it just looked like a staircase to heaven, is what I'm thinking of. And I thought, wow, you know, this is really connecting with me. I, I have to find more about it. Didn't even think about looking it up right away. I said, I'll be back. Come get it. Okay, so later in the day, I do pick a piece that is there, and immediately, of course, didn't do it before I purchased it, but after I purchased it, look it up, and find that the healing properties of this element, bismuth, relieves symptoms of isolation, both spiritually and emotionally. As a stone of transformation, it calms disorder, helps push changes in the right direction with a physical vitality connecting to all that is. This energy is transformed from the crown chakra to the base chakra, which is something other stones really don't do. So it's pushing everything from top to bottom, bottom to top. The power of wisdom can be actualized through bismuth. And that is spelled B-I-S-M-U-T-H. If you get a moment, take a look on, do a search, or I will post it up on the Facebook page, the piece that I have. This is actually, it, it can be created what happens is it's a heavy, brittle, silver, white crystalline that transforms with tinges of pink to red. There's other colors that happen to reflect in it as well. It occurs naturally with an iridescent oxide tarnish with, of course, the full spectrum of colors. These crystals are typically laboratory-grown where it, the element bismuth is melted and a rod is placed in the molten metal so that it, when it's pulled out, the crystals are allowed to form as it cools. So yes, technically it's man-made, but it's a man-made part of an element that occurs naturally. I know many people feel funny about man-made crystals, and I'm putting the air quotey fingers up. Um, however, this again is an element that occurs naturally. You, When you're drawn to a crystal, please use the crystal's that you're drawn to, They're, they come into your life for a reason, as well as people. So, going back to the people that are connecting with us, interesting, one more piece on this business. Because it stimulates energy, it clears the biological field, your aura, your physical field, helps you enjoy your journey that you're currently having towards achieving any goal through togetherness of teamwork, groups, or relationships. And with this, the stone can help you smooth things over, bring that team spirit 
from your metaphysical cheerleader here, brings that team spirit together so that you can know when you're connecting with your soul family, with your any soul clan, soul family, soul. I don't want to go into the soulmates. I know some of you that are listening will be listening for this specifically. Not going to touch on it um, per se, but I will get into the families and the clans and the groups. Now, Sonia Choquette talks about soul families. She has a website called Inner Well or Essential Wellness, and she talks about connecting with your soul family. The one most important thing is soul families come to you to make you feel comfortable. These are people that are not just with you in this lifetime, but they're with you for a number of lifetimes. People that are soul connected to you can be connected to you, good or bad, hopefully for the better. They're the people that make you comfortable. They can provide you with, see, some some people are in the school of thinking that soul connections are only good people, only the good things happen, that you, you can only have happy times with your those people. And that's not true because people in your soul family are here to teach us lessons as well. And it's not just, you know, the angry teacher or the um, bad significant other. And, of course, bad is, is all in your perspective. But there's lessons that we need to learn with the people that are around us. Say, for instance, there might be someone in your life you always have conflict. There's obviously a karmic tie to this person. Some people feel that it's karma that people are constantly around. I feel that it is a soul connection, that these people are helping you learn the lessons you need. This is why in when you meet someone, you feel connected. You feel like, oh, at ease and relaxed, and you're like, wow, there's something about this person. I need to know more. Why do I need to, why do I have the need to talk with this person? And yes, sometimes when the situation is not so good, we have to wonder why. Why do I have to go back and correct this person? Is it a correction, really? Sonia Shoket talks about how she suggests that we do not have, um, we do not have struggles, fight issues, complaints, irritations with these people. We can, though, but that really only exists when you can sit with someone in silence and be at ease and feel that person. Not, and you, don't, you can be across the room, but just know that their energy is there. Know that you can talk with them with compassion. You can listen to them without judgment. You know that you are at your soul level. You know that you're connecting with them. That's definitely a soul connection. Now, souls are organized, of course, as we come back lifetime after lifetime, depending on what lessons we have to learn, souls are organized um, at different in different groupings, because of the journeys that we take and our, all of our journeys are individualized, our groups depend on who, you know, what we're doing. So, for example, maybe I need to deal with um, not being so controlling. 
So maybe I'm being grouped with other controlling people. So these are my, this is part of my group. So as explained out there, you could have these support groups. Souls organize themselves into families, then groups, clans, of course, nations and grand nations. You have seven souls in a family, then seven souls in a group. Then you go further out to seven souls in your soul clan, seven groups in a soul clan. It's all about the seven, seven being a religious, a very spiritual number. And you continue to work out from there. So eventually you work with most of the members of your soul clan, 343 individual souls. So honestly, think about the people that you deal with on a daily basis. Think about the people that are connected to you, yes, blood-related. They, they can be and, can, and, of course, cannot be. They don't have to be soul-related. But think about those people who are uh, in your orbit, so to speak. Easiest way, it would be similar to say, look at your Facebook. If you have a Facebook or a MySpace, if you're going back in time, or if you have... Um, Twitter, or whatever social media. Look at the number of followers, the number of friends, and that's similar to your soul clan. Think of it that way. That's a good visual to have. And these people, are they're not always in contact with you, but they're within reach. And yes, something that one person might say may not directly affect you, but can affect someone else who affects someone else, and maybe three or four people down the road, it finally gets to you and can affect you and what's happening in your life. But there is still a lesson here. So note that the majority of your relationships, yours, mine, and everyone else's, close friendships and associations, were, are basically from your group, from your soul group, which is about 49. So 7 times 7, 49. But it's not always the case. Depending on where you are in advancement, in your learnings, in your lessons, life lessons, I look at our growth as a spiral going up, like a spiral staircase. So if you're on level five versus level two, you know, you're working with different people, energies, higher energies, lower energies, and each soul group, obviously, you have different levels. So you've got people at different levels that you're also with, that you're dealing with on a daily basis, that is in and part of your group. Now, okay, so you may have that old school friend that has been around forever, 20, 30 years, 40 years, depending on your age. Some of you five years, you're thinking, oh, you know, we just graduated. I've known this person for five years. I feel like I've known them forever. Think of the person that is in their, uh, let's go 40s, 50s, and up, and you had a person that you were connected to in grade school, high school. You've parted ways nicely because life just took you down a different path. You can come back. You know, think of all those those, those pictures and things that say friends, friends really are those who can leave, be apart, and then come back and pick up right where they left off. Yes, we all grow and change, but true soul connections, part of being of your soul family and your soul group. You'll pick up where you left off, but you'll also recognize that the person you're dealing with has grown as an individual. 
the ego is removed. Yes, they may do things that may set you off or you disagree with, but you still, you're connected. And I keep talking about the ego. I want to bring that up for a minute. The ego, very third-dimensionally connected, you know, part of this third dimension, not part of our soul, for that matter, is something where we become individualized, self-focused, angry, upset. We need to uh, learn how to back off and learn how to recognize when the ego is involved and when the ego does get involved. We tend to say things that does not resonate with our soul, with our inner being, with our higher self. We tend to do things on a more physical level as opposed to a more emotional or spiritual, and even emotions are more ego-driven too. I've talked about, eh, well, okay, it's not easy to let go of the ego. We have to be very conscious of the things that are going on. This is part of this human experience, having an ego. But if we can take the time to relax and relate to those around us, I'm going to say the M word. Some of you may not like it, but it's meditate. Meditate. If we just stop and think, even just, we won't even use the word. Just stop and take a breath. You're in the heat of the moment. Someone has come up to you, caught you off guard, bad timing. They just start addressing you in a hyperactive, angry, or uh, upset way. If you take the time to recognize and to listen, you can hear the situation at hand. Is it really as bad as they make it out to be? Can you look at something objectively and provide insight without providing commentary? Soul families are able, soul families, soul friends, soul groups, soul clans, all that, are able to recognize that. I know it's difficult, very hard to do when you're thinking, but when you wind down at the end of an evening or maybe first thing in the morning when you wake up and you're connecting with yourself, maybe replaying a few things the previous day, a few events, you realize that you can see things objectively without having that, like I said, without having the commentary, without having the... Um, without having just any type of emotion towards something, you can feel connected and have an emotion and feel love and feel happiness. But when I say to not have an emotion, it's staying away from the anger. Yes, we might be upset because we're not happy with how people might be reacting or doing or whatever. Of course, now I'm getting off topic. But being part of that soul family, being part of that soul group, you you see a person for their light, for what how they are shining. You want to provide them the assistance and help to get them through whatever situation it is that they have going on. And, of course, you're sharing a similar journey. Soul families, again, they work together for many lifetimes. They can regroup different alliances made within that soul family or soul group. 
not all of your members of your soul family can come back at the same time. Um, if, <laughs> this is interesting, soul families, they're not always alive with you, as I just said, but they could have been like a grandmother, a great uncle, someone who is an employer that was maybe, you know, older or a teacher that had provided you with assistance. If they're not physically around you in this dimension, then they can be one of your spirit guides. That is the thought. To quickly touch upon soulmates, and of course there's the topic of twin flames. Soulmates, as one website explains, is any soul that is a member of your broader group, the family, and anyone that touches your life. But of course, anyone that's in that soul group has an effect on you. Note that the net effect of a soulmate on your life will always be positive, even if you cannot see it at this time. Because, for example, we could be in the midst of something going what we feel horribly wrong, as we all know, hindsight is twenty twenty. It may not be until 20 years down the road because of the action of one person taking, doing something towards you that down the road, maybe they came into your life, they broke up with you, they stayed with you for so many years, they broke up with you, and you're thinking, well, that's not a soulmate. Well, listen, they broke up with you at such a time or left you at such a time that you finally met someone else or got you onto the path to make a decision to change jobs, move, do whatever it is to get you where you need to be. Now, many of you have the notion that a soulmate relationship will be the ideal relationship full of harmony and love, but like I said, a good soulmate relationship is likely to be challenging. Now, Here's my ego speaking. It's frustrating to hear many people going, oh, but he's my soulmate. Or she's my soulmate. We're supposed to be together. Well, we need to learn that the soulmate turns up in our life is to show you to yourself. In the, uh, what is the phrase? In Lakesh. If anyone out there listening, whether it be live or on repeat, look up. Tom uh, Kaipacha, and I cannot remember his name. (laughs) I have shared some videos. I'll share another video this week. In Lakesh, he talks about, uh, you are another me. Just as your soulmate is reflecting you, because that is the purpose of all human relationships. So if you're getting stress and you're getting um, struggle, it's because you're putting that out. You need to learn through viewing in the mirror. It's all because of the universe's law of attraction. What you put out, you will get back. And it works in every aspect of your life. So people that you're drawn to, people that are drawn to you are there through your vibration, the vibration that you put out, what what you're getting back. And that vibration, the universe the universal law of attraction says, I must mirror this because you're putting that out. What you're thinking, what you're putting out as energy, that's what's coming back to you. So, 
as I know, I've covered a lot of information. We'll definitely cover this again soon. And I want to have a couple guests on so we can cover this in greater detail. But again, if you want to talk more about this, reach me on Facebook at Real Metaphysical Talk. You can follow me again here on Blog Talk Radio. And I appreciate you listening. Thank you. This is Real Metaphysical Talk. I'm your host, Joan. Thank you for joining me for this episode.